episode 39 of the Never Ending Glory podcast. I'm your host, Jerry Burris. Luke Grilly has decided to ditch us for Las Vegas. He has a quote-unquote job out there that he has to travel for, and uh, I think it's under the guise of not wanting to face us after that loss to the Seahawks. He doesn't want to talk about it. But we are joined by the brothers Justin, Sean, and uh, Mark tonight. That's right. Big um, pod. Doubled up. There's yeah, good- Luke, we're coming at you, Vegas, huh? Yeah, you know what Vegas is? Code word, code word for arts and crafts night with my wife. That's <laughs> yeah, remake, remake, yeah, remake of the ghost scene with the pottery. What yeah. it was. <laughs> uh, there's a conspiracy theory out there that actually Luke last week had predicted that Alshon Jeffrey was going to be his week 10 point pounder, but now he just got dinged for illegal performance enhancers. Like, did Luke know something we didn't? He was gonna have a big week off because he was taking like horse tranquilizers or something. You know, what's the deal, Luke? Was that why you're going out to see your your supplier? A little Vegas trip. Well, well, your boy Alshon was trying to take something to get the inflammatory uh, sensations down. But guess what? It had a little extra something in it, and he admitted, "Hey, nice job, Alshon. Nothing like a contract year and ruining it with the little PED, baby." I just love that he ruined some fantasy teams for the final three weeks oh, yeah. and the first round of the playoffs because you know some of them have been sitting on him, just waiting for him to pop. I mean, the guy just needed a little deer antler spray and would have uh, extended his career another year. But anyway, uh, that's another podcast conversation. But guys, you need to, if you need to find us, you know where to look. We're on Twitter, at Glory Podcast, on Facebook, uh, Never Ending Glory Podcast. Email us questions, hate mail, we love it, negpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on iTunes and on SoundCloud, like, subscribe to us. We are hosted on the Dynasty Football Warehouse website. You catch us every week on there, thanks to those guys. And um, the Never and Glory MLB pod and the College Football pod, the NEG pod, CFB, uh, are both going to be back this week. It's been a little bit of a hiatus, you know, between the glorious tribe season that came to a halting end in Game 7 and uh, weddings in Florida and all sorts of different things. These guys are back in a big way, so looking forward to that. Guys, let's jump into it. Uh, we need to talk first about Week 10 Point Pounders. Um, I mean, it has to start with the Buckeye himself, Zeke Elliott, in Dallas, or for the Dallas Cowboys in Pittsburgh, I should say. Uh, 21 carries, 114 yards, two touchdowns. He had two receptions for 95 yards and a touchdown. I mean, these were Marshall Falk-esque numbers. Um, do you think that there is any way he does not win Rookie of the Year this year? Zero. We called it on the pod at the beginning of the year, and just like you'll see later in the podcast, we're a bunch of Nostradamus, myself (laughs) most importantly. He's definitely winning Rookie of the Year. Fellas, let's get past the Rookie of the Year conversation, and let's start diving into the NFLP conversation, because MVP conversation, he's in it. He's having an unbelievable year. He's a stud. He's a shoe-in next year for the one-pick Maybe two if you have if you like Le'Veon Bell. But if you're in fantasy, you got Zeke, you got Le'Veon Bell, and you got Antonio Brown. So guess what? You want a top three pick next year, and you're good to go, baby. Okay, so he's on my team, so I got to defend him. Do not sleep on David Johnson. And Le'Veon Bell's one bad night away from not even getting to play next year. So, right. so let's just 
let's let's channel it a little bit in saying if we're talking about the, the premier running backs, David Johnson has to be included in the premier running back. You're right. I'll and, give of you those, that. and of those three guys you just mentioned, David Johnson's the only one that doesn't have possibly like a, a laundry list of sexual misconduct and um, drug charges against him. David Johnson's squeaky clean, so he might actually get to play a little bit longer than both those two. But if you have Zeke Elliott on your team, there's a chance right now you are in the top three in your fantasy league and might have a sucky team otherwise. Um, he's, he's unbelievable this year. He's backed up by the, the best offensive line in the NFL. It's not even close. I got him in a keeper in round two. I get a free second round – or I get a first round pick with Zeke next year. Wrap your head around that. Yeah, I'll that's, tell you, that's pretty is, good. He's the best player in all dynasty leagues. There's no one better. Zeke in any dynasty league there is done. He's the best dynasty player there is. Yeah, it, it's it's going to be a joy to watch him the next couple of seasons. Hopefully, we can uh, he can stay healthy. But it seems like everybody stays upright in the, in that team. Um, no, I'm sorry, Tony Romo. Never mind. Moving on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Week 10 Zeke's point- going to can. Zeke's going to can. Oh. <laughs> okay. I said it. I said it when he got drafted by him. He's going to the Hall of Fame. But Done. they need a fantasy Hall of Fame. What city would it be? Like that, we, ha, Let's put that out to our listeners. Tweet at us. Do whatever. Jerry, you'll hit them with that at the end again. You got it. Hit us up. Let us know. And we're going to take – we're going to do votes and then we'll do a poll after next week's. We want to know where the fantasy Hall of Fame should be. And the city does not have to actually host a NFL team? No. If anything, I like that it wouldn't. It would be kind of a little bit more fascinating. Hmm. And the more random, the better. Man. Man, I think back to the good old days of the late 90s when we started in 1997. Names like Adrian Morrell and Rob Moore just throwing names out, man. Who knows? Yeah, we have that. That might be something we do in the offseason is do like an inaugural class and then, you know, every six months we induct more members in. That's the type of stuff and content you get from this podcast, not those other lame commercial ones that tell you pick up these players that are already on 99% of the real leagues out there. Yeah, and 10-man teams or 10-man leagues. Um, let's go quarterback this week for a point pounder. Um, in my opinion, my quarterback. It, was, it was Russ Wilson. Russ Wilson had uh, 25 of 34, 348, and three touchdowns. Um, now – there's something I want to touch on because in this game, it seemed like Russ Wilson was upright the entire game. Is there something wrong with the Pats' defense? I mean, we saw that little Twitter beef that was going on between Chris Collinsworth and and uh, Bill Simmons. Say, you know, Simmons said there's no pass rusher, and, and arguably, I believe their best pass rusher got let go to, to Cleveland, and Jabal Sheard was on the sideline most of the game. Um, he, Jabal Sheard led the team in sacks at, up to that point. I don't understand what's going on. There were times they were rushing too. Like it's pretty clear that this is just throw that out the window. That's Belichick just kind of tinkering, playing around a little bit. They don't have a pass rush. I admit that they'll be fine. They never really have had a major, major pass rush. No, I mean Nick is just not a major pass rusher. When they don't get pressure with their defensive tackles, that to me was the issue. Because with Wilson, if you can pressure him at his feet, yeah, just like Brady and just like Breeze and some of those others. 
they don't have a problem stepping up or rolling and moving in the pocket. It's when they can't kind of step into throws that it's problematic for them. Right. Well, I mean, he is still, you know, 5'10", 5'11". He's a short guy. He needs to be able to step up like Breeze does. And then also, I still don't think he's completely healthy. He's not going to be able to scramble, and they didn't force him to do so. Getting him out there on the edge, running against his normal throwing shoulder – like that's something you need to get him to do if he really is banged up and it just didn't happen. Uh, so that's why he, he threw for what he did and, and led his team to victory in Foxborough. Um, the he's, next, he's guy, a really good player. And, and, yeah, Wilson's undoubtedly, a really good under, player. undoubtedly, and he could he could single handedly. He bring could that be maddening in fantasy though. Uh, having ha- have him on my team, right? Like, he he when he when they're getting rolling though, he can roll three four weeks off and carry you, but. Man, that that Saints game, he was so frustrating because I can't understand how he didn't light them up. Yeah, he's he could be a fantasy darling, or he could just win the game for them and you know get you sixteen points. Uh, Let's go to the next first. guy, who is also a receiver that I just traded for from our fellow Potter Farky. I traded for him last week. Is Farky fire sailing? Is that is that what he's going on? Is he selling his players off here? It was a good fair trade. Ask the commission, Mark. I don't want to talk about it. No comment. <laughs> Mark's on the take. We're talking about Des Bryant, ladies and gentlemen. Had a fantastic game. Tough catches, acrobatic plays. Just, I mean, that was that's the Dallas that we kind of, and the Des that we kind of have become synonymous with. He's had too many games where he goes four for 50, and other guys take some of the shine. Des Bryant took it this week. Yeah, who knows, though? We're just one little desk pout on the sidelines away from getting back to what we call normal. So hey, uh, he's my wide your, receiver three. I'll put yeah, him on the bench. Yeah. If I got you take your you take your outlier. <laughs> Prove a point. You take your you take your outlier game, and we'll leave it at that. That game was a shootout. He got his numbers. What happens if they get back to something when they win 21-17? with touchdowns. Back to back weeks with touchdowns. Well, this week he's going to have a real test with the Ravens. Um, Ravens secondary is, is definitely better than the Steelers secondary. Um, hey, Edgar we'll Allen Poe, po, never more. Dez going to shut him up. Ugh, that wasn't very good. Anyway. <laughs> uh, the other guy that I thought had a, had a fantastic week is somebody that Mark and I have in a, in a league together is uh, Stephon Diggs from Minnesota. Didn't get yeah, in the end I have zone, too. but tons of t- touches with 13 catches, I believe, 160-some yards. That's the type of performance for even a shitty team and a team that's going to keep being garbage. Expect some of that to continue. We Definitely. could see a Jarvis Landry of last year and Stephon Diggs this year. Stephon Diggs is their first option, their second option, and their third option every play. I mean, he's the only guy in the offense. He's the only threat on that team. That's it, and, and he should get thirteen to fifteen targets a game. But the thing and, about it, they they move him around too. They don't. Yeah. He doesn't just play out wide. He he's tougher to scheme against because he does move around. Right. He's a I'm going to get this too. out now. I I hate Stefan Diggs, and it's pretty simple why I hate Stefan Diggs. I haven't let go to when he was a senior in high school, when he should have been on the Buckeyes, and he stiffed us for Maryland. He stayed close to us. home. That was close I don't care. to home. He stiffed us. He's is an idiot move. Then he started skipping class, not going to class. It was like, this is my last season. I'm going straight to the league. That's why he slipped to the fifth rounder whenever he went. I mean, he is a highly talented player. 
He's a freak athlete. Great speed, everything. But I haven't got over it yet. But he's You're having bitter. a hit. You sound like a jilted Dude, you, Carlos Boozer. Yeah, I still hate you, Carlos. Don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I got a little, uh, speaking of point pounders, I got a little pop quiz for you guys. All right. I'm going to name four quarterbacks that all scored 28 points. One did not, I should say. Who, which one of these quarterbacks scored under 28 Wait points? Wait to put your question. Well, Trying to set it up the right way. Okay. Kurt. One of these four guys. Ready? Cam Newton, Joe Flacco, Colin Kaepernick, Drew Brees. Which one of those guys scored under 28 fantasy points this week? Cam Newton. Sean? Well, it depends on the scoring. Oh, I'm, my, going off, I'm going off our Yahoo League. Stop okay. looking it up, Sean. No, in my in mine, I know Brees didn't, but I think he gets more in yours, Mark. So I'm going to say Cam Newton. Actually, you're both wrong. Drew Brees was the lowest of those four. Colin Kaepernick put up uh, almost 29 points in our in our league this week. Shockingly, um, there was a the, they were down three scores. He's gonna get points, right? I mean, I could have thrown Blake Bortles in there. Um, I could have. It's, it's kind of shocking the amount of points scored you by quarterbacks this week. You can't get off Blake Bortles. Like, this is Bur- some it's gar- I'm so tired of the garbage him. scoring. You and that you and Rue cannot quit Blake Bortles. Stop can't quit you, man. Blake Bortles. I can't quit you. <laughs> Listen, you're gonna be smelling his jersey like when you're old and gray in like a closet in a mobile home somewhere. No, I can't. It's in a hermetically sealed box. It's up on the wall. I'm not taking it out of there. It's not gonna happen. It is. So you're going to be the end of broke. It's going to be a broke back Jerry Mountain. <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't think that it was Drew Brees because he threw two touchdowns to my boy, Willie Sneed. What's up, baby? Ball State. Yeah, Willie yeah. Sneed. Yeah. Doing big things. All right. We're actually going to debut a little new segment here uh, because while the cat's away, the kid, the mice are going to play. So screw you, Luke. Um, this one's called, <laughs> oh, this new segment is yeah. called Put Them to Sleep. Uh, Ooh. Ten games under our belt, and I want to know what guys are you ready to put out the pasture, either on your team or somebody else's team that you've gone against this year. And uh, I want to start with our boy Luke. Uh, he's got to be disappointed this year with Todd Gurley, who he quote is heavily invested in this year. End quote. Um, check the stat line: twenty-one carries, sixty-four yards, and no touchdowns against the Jets in that barn burner. That nine to six victory. I mean, he's, that he's was, not getting catches either. That's the no, other thing is he can nothing. catch the ball backfield. He's he's not getting the ball hard. Like he, they're minimizing his touches. It's it's bizarre what they're doing. They get on the one yard line, don't get t like they don't pound it with him. No, it's just that team is so poorly run. Do you think they're I, still I afraid had this to feeling run watching hard knocks? And yes. I picked Gurley in another league, and I it, I wanted to take Zeke so bad, and I wish I would have. You took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say, do you think they're still afraid to run them like they were in Hard Knocks? Like, hands off the merchandise. Like, they're afraid that he's going to I think Jeff Fisher doesn't know that it's not practice anymore <laughs> and, and still acts as if Gurley's got the 30 red jersey on. Yeah. I mean, Luke's only saving grace is in some of the leagues he has him in that he gets .25 uh, points per carry. And, you know, he is getting 20 carries a game in some of his games. That's, that's g- a stupid reason, though. He could have – Luke – I took David Johnson right behind Luke Gurley. Let's not have Luke Gurley here. I don't want to hear any of his nonsense. I mean – I wanted David Johnson ahead of Luke, uh, of, of Todd Gurley. I got him behind him even. So 
I was the one. I'm the winner. I'm the best. <laughs> I totally, I, I totally, I'm not going to let Sean get away with that. Sean was so mad that he had to take David Johnson. He was like, man, I think I might take Adrian Peterson. And he was bordering between the two. So that was just we'll move grandstanding on. and lying. I like to, yeah. I like to, oh, yeah. <laughs> I like to oh, be that yeah. one. No one knows what's going on. Well, if you oh, would have yeah. taken any of these four running backs, you would have more yards and touchdowns than, um, Todd Gurley, Jay Ajayi, LeGarrette Blunt, Isaiah Crowell, and Frank Gore. Yeah, of course it would be a Jay Ajayi throwdown. Got to put him in our podcast every week. So if you take any four of those guys right now, they all have more yards and touchdowns. Hey, I'm ready to put some people to sleep. Give me the mic, baby. Go ahead. Isaiah, Isaiah Crowell, go home. Your season's over. Jonathan Stewart, <laughs> retire. Your career's <laughs> over. Tired of you. And, hey, Devontae Booker, how about you're just not that good? Okay. That's it. So I just okay. gave you – I gave you a guy in the middle of his career. I gave you a rookie, and I gave you a guy that needs to retire. I'm going to give you one right now. Hot off presses. Christian Michael, you gone. (laughs) He gone. Yes, he is. He is gone, though. That's real life gone. He's gone. And what is he doing? Guys, let's just call a spade a spade here. This guy gets booted from Seattle. He gets booted from Dallas. And then they get him back in Seattle. He gets booted before the end of the season. Booted from Cleveland. Yeah, well, I'm just I'm, I'm just telling you, what the hell is going on with this guy? Ed James, he's just not very he, good. he didn't play the first series last week because no. he got benched. Dude, he, no, guys, listen. He, I don't know if it necessarily has to do with talent because I think he has the talent to make a roster. This dude does not show up to meetings. This dude skips things left and right. There's no way he's walking in the film room on time. Well, he's in that, I he's trash in that whole other. trilogy of Mark, him, Mike Mark Evans. Ingram. Mark Ingram, he's a jerk. Uh, who else is a jerk? Obviously, we hit we hit uh, um, Christ. What? Who the hell did we just talk about? Gurley. He, he's a dirt jerk. But his teammate Tavon Austin got paid, and either they don't get him the ball, or he don't know what to do with the ball, or try and get the ball. He he's a jerk. Oh, I'm uh, tired of Tavon Austin. And Tavon Antonio Austin. Gates. Put Antonio Gates to sleep. Dude had. Four catches, 76 yards, and a touchdown in the first half. And in the second half, he doesn't get the ball. What's, what about DeAndre Hopkins? Now, DeAndre Hopkins oh. is good and talented. But I think if we got to pin it on one person, we know who we're pinning it on. <laughs> we're pinning it on that tall drink of water, Brock Osweiler, <laughs> versus other boy, the menage hey. quarterback twat that, that Adam Burris right, we, had. We got to slow down, and we're going to put the whole league to sleep. <laughs> yeah, hey, you can put you the Browns to sleep. <laughs> Gary Barnage. Rude yeah, because I'll tell you what, garbage. There, there's this, there's guys. I'm gonna tell you this really quick story. There's this lake, and it's starting to get cold. And there's a thin layer of water that is turned to ice on the top, but you just can't quite walk out there yet on it because the ice cracks. I'm telling you right now, Randall Cobb's walking out to the middle of the lake, and I swear to God that ice is cracking, and he's about to get put to sleep. So you can look forward to that next week if he don't get it together. That's it. This segment really has gone in a different way. I was hoping for. Um, actually, John Jeffrey, Jeffrey put him to sleep. <laughs> I, I had guys with like statistics. I was going to back up. You know, I was going to make the case for you. Took you actually said one of the guys I want to mention was Tavon Austin. I mean, thirty-nine catches, three hundred thirty-five yards, and Michael two touches. Michael Floyd put him to sleep. Be, he's supposed to be a number one receiver. Michael Floyd, Floyd, another guy. Yeah. Contract year for Michael Floyd. Contract year for Alshon Jeffrey. Like. I mean, what are these dudes doing? Uh, Deshaun Jackson, awful, garbage, nothing. Deshaun Mustard. Matt Jones, put him <laughs> to sleep. 
Oh, Matt Jones, bye-bye. <laughs> bye-bye. Hey, Burris, give us those Tavon Austin stats really quick because I've seen this turd nugget all Doug season. Doug Martin put him to sleep. Doug Martin Mark, sucks. Vincent this, Jackson blows. Is this good? If you're, if you're a professional number one wide receiver for your team and you have 73 targets but you have 39 catches. Terrible. Any smaller than me. Yeah, thir- 335 he's got, yards. He's got – what twenty rushes too? Like that's the only like it, he's got maybe just as many points rushing as he does. But his like it. yards per, ca- per yards per carry average is like like less than two yards. So I don't understand what they're doing with these jet sweeps for him when he doesn't actually get vertical. Um, my God, jet! You just jet sweep. Oh my yeah. God, they run jet sweeps in the NFL. Yeah. So all right, well I think half the leagues put to sleep. Um, <laughs> Mark, Mark going off the cuff is always a a good or a bad idea. Um, so I wanted to have a little bit of an unscripted moment there. But uh, we do need to preview a little bit of our Week 11 point pounders, guys, we think are going to be uh, your highest scorers. And I think I'm going to start with the easiest answer of all time. The Pittsburgh Steelers are visiting Cleveland. And Le'Veon Bell, I think, could break some fantasy records against Cleveland this weekend. Oh my I mean, God. I actually went back and looked it up. I, um, in our lifetime of – playing fantasy football. I, I think the 2003 Clinton Portis 54-point game is like – I think it's the highest one I remember. Um, I know Peyton Manning had a, a seven-touchdown game in week one a couple of years back. But I think we're talking up in the 50 points you could get against the uh, putrid Cleveland defense. Um, is there anybody that doesn't think that could happen? Uh, uh, no, Anything could, is possible. It could happen. He could catch. The thing that helps balls. him is D'Angelo had surgery and D'Angelo's out, right. so they got no. Re- they, like it's going to be him or their third stringer. You must not like Craig and Andy Tucson. Why is that? Because that's their backup. <laughs> your boy Tucson. <laughs> that's Fitz, true. Fitzgerald Tucson. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I'm moving to a different position, and I'm saying for for this position, I think he's the high point total this week. I think he bounces back. I'm taking Jordan Reed, Washington, okay. against that porous Green Bay defense. You saw what Delaney Walker did. I'm going to ride that wave a little bit. I'm taking Jordan Reed. Mark, you have a point pounder this week? Yeah, let's just stick with tight end. I'll tell you this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go underdog. I'm going to go uh, Dennis Pitta. I think that uh, – that defense has major holes in it with Skandrick out. And uh, Mike Wallace is going to get over top, dude, and that's going to peel those safeties way deep. And I'll tell you what, that's that, that's prime Dennis Pitta territory over the middle mid-game. Dennis Pitta is going to get eight catches. Nice hip, Dennis. What about wide receiver? We haven't mentioned any wide receivers yet. I like Allen Robinson this week, guys, going against Detroit. Detroit's favorite, the favorite, uh, seven-point favorite. You're looking at Jacksonville maybe playing from behind. Allen Robinson gets some touches, maybe getting a late touchdown or two. I'll take Allen Robinson as my little sleeper uprising wide receiver this week. He hasn't got the the, the, the balls that he's needed so far this year. I, w- I would say, and taking a, a little page out of Jerry's angle, Antonio Brown is scheduled for a big, big game right. against the Cleveland Browns, especially if Joe Hayden decides that – I don't know he's some play. anatomy or part of him hurts this week, and uh, or he's or if there's a, a Cavs game somewhere, he's got to go catch. I have a long history of hating Joe Hayden, so I'm going to just stay away from that one. Um, speaking of history, 
there's one more thing I want to bring up. So back before the season started, we made all of our picks for division winners, uh, wild card, and, and uh, conference champions and Super Bowl champions. I'm looking at it right now. Um, I want to give everybody a chance who's, you know, we've been through 10 weeks of the NFL. I want to give everyone a chance to either backtrack on one that they were really confident about or a pick that they're still certain and they're really feeling is going to be a lock. Um, but I want to give everyone a chance to take a look at this. I Clearly, I messed up. When it came to the AFC South, I think we were all a little all over the place. But I put a lot of stock into the Jags being good. Uh, I thought their defense was going to be decent this year, and they've really done nothing but ship the bed <laughs> for me. Uh, the Blake, and the Blake and. the Blake Bortles, you know, confidence pool is at an all time low. It's what down, about that wild card team too? Let's bring that up as well. The, I just put way too much stock into the AFC South this year. Wait, what were your picks on that, Burris? I picked the Jags for the winners, and I picked the wild card to be the Texans. And guess who picked the Texans to win it in two of in the other two? Luke and Mark. Yeah. Well, guess so, what? What are the they're Texans still in first place? Them? So I mean, that's not a bad pick by them. Thank you. Who'd you pick, Sean? <laughs> I Sean Colts. Yeah, exactly. I'll take the Texans. They're going to beat the Raiders this Monday. Hey, too. you took Indy in the NFL picks this week. They, if they win, they're tied for the division. If, if Texans lose, right? Actually, I Dude. think I think the one that needs the most explaining after the Jaguars is Mark's wild card pick. I mean, you took the oh, New York yeah. Jets. Can you rationalize? And I that killed at, him for that. I killed him. Can you rationalize that at all? No, it was a terrible pick after the fact. I don't know what to tell you guys. The <laughs> At Jets least you're stink. owning it. You guys were right. I was wrong. You picked the Raiders. I was wrong on the Raiders, but the season still got some games left. Those are the That's two right. picks I've been wrong on. But when the Texans win the division, throw me my money. Okay. Uh, if you look at our AFC champs, you know, Luke and I picked the Pats, and you two both took the Steelers. You know, uh, there's a confidence level still high on the Steelers coming out of the AFC. Oh, yeah. I'll take the Steelers still. I think they're learning. They'll be fine. I, I, I got to be they honest. Do. I think the big miss that we had is there's not a star on any of our NFC maps, wild card or division. And what we just saw this past weekend might be the Super Bowl matchup if yeah. they can stay healthy. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. So, so let's we, jump. I mean, if if that's the one thing, I'd say I, you, we're kind of middle muddling around with wild card teams. Who cares? Yeah, I know. other it's than just, the Jets, it's Jets just fun to look at them. The Jets um, and the Jaguars, atrocious picks, atrocious picks. It can't be understated how atrocious those picks are. That said, we none of us saw the Dallas Cowboy thing coming, no. and that team's fantastic. There's not a single blue star on this whole page, but there is a lot of green G's. Um, so much so, I picked them to be the Super Bowl champs. Um, Luke also picked them to win the NFC. You know, Sean has the Seahawks, Mark has the Cards. So two birds out of the AFC, or the uh, NFC West for those guys. Is there anybody in the NFC you wish, obviously besides Dallas, you didn't back here? Um, a lot of Redskin ch- uh, champs for the a- obviously for the NFC East here, but do you think that the NFC East is going to have two wild card teams? Or, I'm, I'm no. sorry, one one for the champ. I'm sorry, one for the wild card and one obviously with the the Cowboys. Yeah, I, I think I think I, I think the I think, think it's going to be. Um, 
I mean, they got to play each other the last two weeks of the season. Right. I, I think one of those three teams is, is is the wild card. I do. Like I have, I picked the Giants to win the East. I think the Eagles' the schedule skins. is brutal. I think yeah. the Eagles. I think the Eagles are going to be challenged there. If if you're telling me to pick between Washington and New York, I'd probably take Washington just because I don't trust Eli. That's fair. You notice the other team that's not on this list at all for the NFC is Atlanta. Not one. There's not one Atlanta Falcon on this. We, we got to. I, I don't think the Panthers are out of this. We'll find out Thursday if if that whole bracket looks wrong. But if the Panthers win, they're what a game out. I, um, they, if they're, the Panthers right there. win, they are. They'll be four, game four and four in their conference. Or, the Bucks are going to half out. The Bucks are going to lose to Kansas City. to be four and four. Uh, da, 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 da. The Bucks are out. The no, Bucks I'm sorry. I'm looking at the. I'm no. I'm looking at the conference. Um, it's, it's it's all about Atlanta. Like, can they catch Atlanta? Panthers Atlanta's win. They get tied bye. with the Saints. I think or close to it. And then they're a game and a half behind Atlanta, but still play them once. If the if the Panthers win, they're tied with the Saints. Correct. They'd be both be four and six. Bucks lose. That'd be a four three way tie at four and six. Yeah, that and Kansas City anybody, loss was devastating to the Panthers. Yeah, and then it's just who can catch the Falcons. Falcons have been in this spot before and collapsed, so it's not the first time this has ever happened. Um, yeah, but I'll tell you this: the Falcons actually have a defensive end that is Beasley is a beast, yeah. and he's starting to come off the edge. They've never really had that dynamic where they've had a good pass rusher like that. I think John the Falcons Abraham. are going to be no, not like. I don't know. Like, John Abraham's – no, He was situational. Be- Beasley's playing every single down. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. He's awesome. He's good. I, what I will say is uh, I, what Atlanta does well, and they're a little bit like the Saints. Like, you've got to score with Atlanta. And and sometimes – Atlanta lost to Philly because they made a couple dumb plays and didn't get touchdowns when they needed touchdowns. And then and then they missed a field goal here and there. Otherwise, they're right – I mean, they could have easily went on the road and won that game and really taken control. Yeah. So looking at this, one last thing. Does anybody have – does anybody want to change their Super Bowl pick? Because I clearly do. Dude, you can't, can't change your Super Bowl pick. No, 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 no. These are locked in. No, these are locked in. But yeah, yeah. revisionist history, I, I would is there anybody that would change? Uh, if Green Bay doesn't win, you can cross them off of all of this because they're out. They're done. If they lose again to Washington, they're not running the table the rest of the way. And I don't think nine and seven. Well, no. What are they right now? Four and six or five um, and five? They are four and five. Five and four and five. Four and five. If they lose, they. I don't think they can get the seven losses. I just Detroit's schedule's not that difficult. And if Detroit wins and Green Bay loses, yeah, four. Dude, I'm going to Packers win. I think they get this righted. I think they end up in the playoffs. I think they win the division. Um, I, I, I'd say I like everything on my end, other than than I think the Redskins bump the Vikings and Dallas obviously wins the East. Mark, did you say you're going to Detroit for uh, Thanksgiving this year? No, if they get a home playoff game, Stove's taking uh, me. So. That place will be rocking, and I think they got a good shot at winning that division right now. They're, They're the gonna, most consistent team in that division. Yeah, they just play from behind a lot. <laughs> That's interesting. It, it's interesting, though, because 
man, I don't know. It'll be inter- it'll be interesting. They'll play so the Jared, number one. You gotta, what we got to do is you got to post this once the pod goes out. We'll have this posted, um, what it was from a tally as kind of a you know, picture or whatever else. So, folks, go to our Twitter page and go to the other stuff and follow along or, or, as you're listening to this. Yeah, Luke always posts our uh, picks on Facebook for sure, and I'll make sure they doubles this one up with it as well. Um, that being said, guys, this has been an interesting conversation. We went away from what Luke usually does with his, you know, div- divisive way of rooting way too much for his Patriots when he's trying to talk about things when he's trying to be down the middle, but we all know that he's got a New England slant. So that being said, I'm going to take it back to Northeast Ohio and wish congratulations to Terry Francona, the manager of the year for the Major League Baseball. Congratulations, Tito. And, uh, guys, remember, you can catch us every week, Never Ending Glory Podcast, on iTunes, SoundCloud. Hit us up at Twitter at, at Glory Podcast. Like we said, this will be on Facebook. Check the, the pics. You know, let us know how bad we are, and we do appreciate that. Boys, anything else you want to say for the good of the order? Yeah. Hey, Luke, suck it. Northeast <laughs> Ohio pays the bills, baby. See ya, baby. Center of the, the number's about to go hit the roof. Put us in the same place at the same time for back-to-back pods. About to feel this. We would put 50 on uh, black for us, and uh, let's go from there. Thank you. All right? As Lee Snake says, always bet on black. (laughs) (laughs) All right, boys. Thanks. Later. Boom.